1: Yeah, I love my HBCU, um, and Bob I love it, love it, yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah. I love my HBCU, yeah. and man. man, I hope my teen they won one. Yeah. I hope my teen they won one. Yeah, man, I hope my teen they won one. Yeah. I hope my teen they won one. Yeah. yeah. I tune into the ACCU Sports Lab to see my team want to love. Yeah. If they love, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they want, you tap. I'm going to do the dab. yeah. Dr. Caville, yeah. you know what he be talking about. Talkin about. My control, talkin they know what they be talking about. Yeah. Talkin about. They can press the analytic data with your hip-hop. Yeah. If you know them like I know them, they gon' going to tell you if your team, yeah. if they want to lose. they the ball, the ball. ball.
2: So listen to professor, professor, yes sir, yes and sir. And pay attention boy, is he go- This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Live with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Man, prayer of you must have won for homecoming. Mike Washington got his prayer of you stuff on. So you <laughs> the stuff on, y'all must have beat y'all right. Yeah, boy, it must have been a good weekend.
3: Absolutely.
2: Wow. Man, y'all going to do these people like that, come on the show and <laughs> recommend <laughs> Y'all supposed to be talking about HBCU Sports. Uh, Yeah, we we, we will eventually. We will. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, welcome to episode 325 of Inside HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. For institutions large as well, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture. HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. We simply call it HBCU sports pedagogy. I'm your host, Dr. Yadda Padilla, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to our KSH 12:30 a.m. studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Fame, none other than multi-Hall of Famer Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home at Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, today's episode of Inside the HBCU Sports Lab is sponsored by THD Agency, LLC. THD Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. With that being said, obviously, everybody uh, last week was talking about College Game Day uh, coming to Jackson, uh, Mississippi, and it seems like it was full of Success. Uh, success. Uh, not only in terms of attendance, obviously we had the Magic City Classic that did great numbers as well, which ended up being a classic game in terms of coming down to the wire. Not the same with Southern Jackson State, but we got numbers (laughs) in. Um, And so if we can pull up those numbers that we got in regards to what's been going out there, and I thought this was some interesting notes that many people uh, would be interested in. So let me just uh, pull this up for a minute so we can give some updates in terms of what these numbers. That is week nine, college game day made its first trip to Jackson State University ahead of uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, and JSU Tigers football program rivalry game against Southern University, as they say, go Jags. 1.819 million viewers, 2.3 final hour viewers, uh, which is where you really had Stephen A. Smith Go to church. So go back. If you hadn't watched the show on Sunday, go back and check it out. We talked about taking in church as we were still down there, Prairie View on the Yard, closing up homecoming down there with Mike as he had a good time, as you can see. Game day's best. Oh, we start since 09 which is certainly a good thing in regards to uh, continuing the success that they had. This is courtesy of ESPNP. Uh, as they sent it out on Twitter. Mike, you were jumping in there and uh, to say oh, something just in terms say, of oh, giving you a hard time? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. I'm the only one that had a good time.
2: <laughs> Let's go. Hey man, I, 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 all I know, I was working. I put stuff out of okay. that showed that I was in the lab, whether I was in suite or pre-suite on Thursday coming in there working the show getting all the things up, or if it was post-Sunday for the show. I mean, you came in there having your cup in your hand. Charles come in late. So, you know, somebody has to be out of order of the day. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. We're a team now. We're brothers. we team. He's not here. Yeah, we, we,
3: we, we're a team All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We teamed up. <laughs> oh, man. oh man, this is public television. We'll leave it right there. So Charles, how you doing? I'm doing well, Doctor
4: Bill. Um, despite uh, you know, it's tremendous weekend. We talk about those numbers uh, with ESPN Game Day. Uh, just to put that in context, you know, that final hour, I see that that 2.3 million final hour viewers got an opportunity to see. Jackson State's culture, HBCU's culture, uh, the fervency of the fan base. I, you know, i just excited, just excited to be in the midst of what we are watching with regards
2: to this thing that we call the HBCU diaspora. It, it is phenomenal to watch. No doubt. Mike, do you want to add anything to that?
3: No, I guess the other side to it, man, I'm thinking financial. I'm thinking, man. Look! Look! You know mm. Charles McClellan, you know Doctor McClellan uh, can go anywhere and say, "Look, we got the numbers. Yeah. This proves that we are a commodity. That we're you know, that we're in demand. This this proves it. You know highest number since you know in Week Nine since two thousand nine. Are you kidding me? So uh, to me, that speaks volumes about the value asset of the Swat and what its worth is today."
2: And this really takes it back and gives us a chance to go to the history and look at a little pioneer Um, as HBCU sports said, HBCU game. They had a great article uh, written by loot where I got a chance to say a quotable statement in there. Um, And so go check that out on HBCU game day. or check out the article on HBCU sports, both of them brilliant articles. Um, HBCU Sports says longtime HBC Media Vanguard. Odeon file, Mr. Eric Moore, passes. Um, and so we got a chance to talk about that on Sunday before you got on, Charles. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I know you didn't want to put in the mix and go back and um, do that. But I wanted to give you a chance, and I'm sure um, I would be remiss if I didn't allow you to share some words. And then we'll move on with some of the weekly honors. But if you would, Go ahead and go in whatever direction you want to go in terms of Mr. Eric Moore.
4: Sure. Uh, I mean, when I even looked at the, um, the, the byline uh, to the story, uh, HBC media Vanguard, and that's definitively what uh, Eric Moore was, Mr. Moore, uh, you know, Dr. Bill, I came to you. I came to this show because of my thirst for looking for uh, HBCU information, HBCU sports information. And uh Anadon for quite some time was my source for getting uh, statistics or getting information and knowledge about what was going on in the CIAA, what was going on in the MIA. definitely looking back at the stats of the swag. So you're just so very appreciative of all the hard work uh, that he put in with regards to getting that information out to the masses and in so many ways. So many of, of these programs, our program included, stand on his shoulders. And, and you just appreciate it because you you know that there is an HBCU audience that appreciates uh, not only uh, what we're doing, but the work that he put in uh, to get us to this point. And now, you know, we're sort of uh, reaping the fruits of that labor. And I, it's,
2: it's, it's really humbling. Yeah, as I said, tributes to Eric Moore for in. Uh, courtesy uh, commentary, uh, Luke Williams, as he did on HBC game day. So you'll see a lot of these um, tributary black uh, pro sports media, HBC pro sports media will put out some things and we're working on a lasting type of legacy tribute that we will do. Uh, But I did want to give you that chance there. Let me stick with you in regards to, uh, no, I think Mike, was excited about this, so I'd be remiss if I didn't let Mike get to put out his chest a little bit. He made sure again that he put his Prairie A and paraphernalia on. So that's, you do the Swag Football Media honors, man. and I'll let Charles do the media.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Doc. That's that's mighty awesomely nice of you. So Swag Football Weekly honors in the year of our Lord, two thousand twenty-two, October thirty-first swack has name, Prairie View A&M University. Trazon Conley. on Conley, quarterback. Alabama State's Colton Adams and Jaden John, uh, John, along with FAMU's A.J. Davis, as his SWAC football players of the week. Ask me why. Go ahead, ask me. Why, Why, big Mike? Why? why? Well, first why? of all, on offense, <laughs> first of all, on offense, Conley led the Panthers to a comeback victory. 58-48 win, Over Bethune-Cookman on Saturday, he completed 18 to 24 passes uh, for 221 yards. He also contributed 133 yards, I'd say in a quarter, uh, and four rushing touchdowns. Not one, not two, not three, but four rushing touchdowns. Trazon Conley, this man has put in his time, ladies and gentlemen, last year, and he is really, really maturing over the course of the year on the defense of course we can't I'd be remiss to say that uh Mr Adams again that's Alabama States Colton Adams had 15 tackles highlighted by seven solo tackles and eight assisted stop he also registered one tackle for loss had two quarterback hurries and helped uh <clears throat> halt two Alabama Am key drives in the red Zone and then of course the specialist um Jane John so with a perfect three-for-three three on extra-point attempts, connected on a career-long 49-yard uh, field goal attempt that gave Alabama State an early 3-0 lead in the first quarter during the Hornets game versus Alabama a this past Saturday. And then, of course, Newcomer Davis rushed for 108 yards on 18 attempts during the ratless 27-6 drudging over UAPB, also known as Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, my uncle would say the Pine Bluff. Uh, He became the first rattler of the season to rush for 100-plus yards in the game. Davis was one of four players in the league to tally 100-plus yards, rushing this past weekend uh, during this past weekend of competition while averaging six yards per carry. Six yards per carry. That's a hell of an afternoon. But uh, hats off to all of the uh, awardees for SWAC, Player uh, swack honor for the year our Lord twenty twenty two the week of <laughs> October thirty first starting with yeah, starting yeah. with Trey
2: <laughs> yeah that rushing attack for Prayer View has been pretty yeah. nice they put up three hundred and fifty plus yards uh, last week in Lamar and then they come back and follow up with three forty they needed all of them this week uh, to get a, they needed uh, all of them yeah to get ahead of Bethune Cookman. But with that said, let me go over to you, Charles, and get into the Mia. Sure, let me uh, weekly uh, honors.
4: Sure, let's get into the Mia uh, weekly honors. And before I do that, I want to say welcome to uh Jaguar Nation. Uh to all of those who are <laughs> tech me in here on inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Let's get into the week Mia, weekly honors, North Carolina Central hey. quarterback Davis Rich, and Howard University <laughs> Senior quarterback Quentin Williams. We're named the MEAC football co-offensive Player of the week. And Morgan State senior cornerback Javion Morton was named the defensive player of the week, while Delaware State wide receiver Raheem Smith was named the rookie of the week. Let's take a look at Davis Richards' numbers, a 6'3", 215-pound junior. He amassed 349 yards of total offense, three touchdowns against Delaware State. He rushed for 77 yards, uh, ending uh, a run in the end zone. He also recorded two touchdowns through the air, including a late 25-yard score with 56 seconds left. Closing the day with 19 completions out of 27 attempts for 272 yards. Quentin Williams, 6'5, 200 pound senior, ended the day with four total touchdowns in a road victory against Norfolk State. He went 17 of 22 through the air, uh, completing three touchdown passes. He also ran for an additional touchdown and accumulated 57 yards in total. J.B. Morton, 5'9, 180 pound senior, ran an interception back for a defensive touchdown and accumulated two tackles and a pass breakup in the Morgan State Bears upset of South Carolina State, all part of a 24-point fourth quarter uh, for Morgan State as the Bears for six turnovers in the game. And finally, the freshman, uh, Smith, 5'9", 175, 170 pounds, had 102 total offensive yards, three receptions for 55 yards, and two touchdowns, and ran for an additional touchdown, ended the day with 47 yards against North Carolina Central. For the game, he found the end zone three times. So those are your
2: MEAC players of the week. Nice, nice. Did y'all hear that? Quentin Williams, Howard. Yeah. You yeah. hear yeah. that, Howard? Two yeah. you know, yeah. and in conference in man. They got a big game. Two and O. Oh.
3: They but they got the toughest road. They got the toughest road ahead of them.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. He, he thought he' gonna let the people be. I even let people – I would be happy right now. You got no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah,
3: buddy. Man. I'm going to go to
2: Big South player of the week. North Carolina team running back Marcel Tootin has been named the Big South football offensive player of the week. Check this out. Tootin rushed for 30 times for a career-high 256 yards and two touchdowns and leading the Aggies to a 45-38 comeback victory over Campbell as they were down like 28-10. Halftime, it was the second most rushing yards in the conference game, third highest overall single game rushing total in the Big South history. To the 42 yard touchdown run in the first quarter gave ANT his first points of the day, while his 70 yard touchdown scamper early in the third quarter cut the Aggies' deficit to 28 16 and jump started the eventual rally. He finished the day with 10 first down rushes, 8.53 average yards per carry, and five runs of 11 yards or longer. Tootin was also recognized as the Stats Perform Fed X-Round, FCS National Offensive Player Damn. of the Week for his performance. So shout-out to the Aggies out there in Tootin as he got it done for our Players of the Week. Um, as we get into this break, we'll be back on the other side, and now it's time to get into the rankings. There's been some changes. Some of those teams at the top fall. We'll see who, if anybody gets in the poll and how much changes. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break, and then we'll get into the second half of the show, and we'll give you some of the games of the week. They start to get even more interesting because they become more important as you close out the season to see what is going to go on. We'll be right back after this break.
0: T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash.
5: T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash.
0: Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call Team Madnet Associates at 833 paid123. That's 833 PAID123 Before history is written
3: Bobby Orr, behind the and
0: It's played.
4: Q-Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time soul food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q Time, an Urban Passport member. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses
0: communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified Constant
4: Contact Specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John
0: Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and
4: companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvee.
1: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know him, they going to tell you if your team, if they want to laugh the So listen to Professor, yes sir, And pay attention, because he going to teach a lesson.
2: This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. I'm ready to get into it. We're going to get into the mid major poll rankings. Let's get it done. It's week. Nine, the season has just flown by, man. I'm almost nervous that it's close to being over. It was a tough loss this past weekend that changed the paradigm on the Division II level in the CIAA and maybe even the playoffs. So we'll talk about it and see how that affected the poll rankings. Receiving votes this week um, as we see the teams dropping out. Let me do the dropouts first. Kentucky State thoroughbreds. Fall to four and five, three and three on the season in terms of the conference race. West Virginia State Yellow Jackets um, are at five and four, four and two, but they also fall out of the poll rankings. Receiving votes are West Virginia State Yellow Jackets at five and four, four and two uh, with 13 points. So let's get in the top 10. Bowie, Bowie State Bulldogs bounce back. As they improved to 5-4, 4-3 and four, four and in the conference race, they were not ranked. They jumped back into the rankings in week number nine with 16 points. Also jumping back in the polls is number nine is Lane Dragons, 5-4, 5-1 in the SIC West uh, race, particularly. 17 points. They were not ranked as they do jump back in the poll. Bringing us to number eight, Langston Lions. After a win last week, they have a tough loss. They fall to 6-2, 5-2. So they fall four spots in the rankings with 25 points. Still in the top of the race at the conference, but they need some things to go their way outside, particularly maybe to earn that automatic bid to try to get the conference championship. Outside of the at-large in the NIA, it's going to be very tough to get that. At at number seven, you have Virginia State Trojans. They also bounce back with a big victory, improving to six and three, five and two on the season. So they move up a spot from last week. Uh, at 37 points, bringing us to close out the bottom five with number six. Fort Valley State Wildcats, seven and two, four and two, 49 points. Moving down from number three, uh, costing them three spots, which many people saw as a major upset as Fort Valley State uh, falls to Savannah State. Bringing us to the top five. Guess who is in the top five this week? Tuskegee Golden Tigers. Y'all talk about this a little bit. They just get winning. 7-2 7-2 and 6-0 and and oh, as they get it done out of the SIC, representing that West Division. 61 points, they move up two spots from number seven last week, bringing us to number four, Fayetteville State Broncos, 7-2, 6-1, 73 points. They move up two spots from six last week, getting us a new number three, Albany State Golden Rams, improved to 7-2 and 5-1. And and Quiet all season long, but they just kept chugging. They move up two spots and are at number three at 80 points. Bringing us to number two, Virginia Union Panthers. They fall from the number one spot with the up sh- loss, to some people would think. Uh, kickoff return, block punt return, and a pick six does them in as they lose to 8 Eight, one, six, and one, three first place vote, 87 points. Bringing us to the new number one, Benedict Tigers, nine and oh, seven and oh. They just keep. Riding the wave, they just keep improving, doing first forever in the program. Seven first place votes, 99 points. Moving up for number two, your new number one this week in week number nine is none other than Benedict Tigers. Mike Austin, what are your thoughts? Mid-major poll this week.
3: Uh great poll, first of all, but if Tuskegee and Benedict are pretty much a lock for that joke. Should yeah. Tuskegee be higher in the polls in number five? They're they on a five a game.
2: Spot. How much higher do you a, want them to be?
3: They're on a five game winning streak. You Albany want them State.
2: To skip over Fayetteville State. Skip over Albany State. Yeah. A Tougher a schedule. Come on, yes, man. absolutely, yes, 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 yes. absolutely, <laughs> man. Yes. How much AD Drew paying y'all? Uh,
3: come <laughs> on, <laughs> they pay on a six. I don't. I don't care. AD Drew could be in my back pocket. And I don't care. <laughs> they on a six game winning streak. They in the SEC championship. Give them their love. They should be
4: higher than number five. Hey. That's a C plus in the poll. Hey, Tuskegee <laughs> locked. Tuskegee locked. Tuskegee and Benedict locked it up before Halloween. <laughs> they, exactly. They locked it up early.
2: Oh, they did lock it up for Halloween. You sure yeah. right. Halloween was yesterday. Yeah. They locked it up yeah. Early. yeah. Yeah,
4: nah, man, I guess you got a point. What are
2: your thoughts, Charles? I'm putting Mike this, on this. Doing I, the trick-or-treat and stuff. Where are your yeah,
4: at? Yeah, I know, right? Shout out to Tuskegee, <laughs> man. They they got it done. They got it done. Shout out to both of those uh, teams, Benedict. It's so odd not seeing Virginia Union for the first time all season, not in this number one spot. But, uh, you know, Benedict and Tuskegee, they both got it done both got it locked up, uh, uh, representing their respective division, in the SIC title game before Halloween. So this will be, I think, Tuskegee's first championship appearance since 2017. For all for the past five years, where they had to watch Miles go in and and, and, and kind of, you know, bite, you know, Greg Barrett watching Miles win, but. I mean, Tuskegee, this is their chance, man. They've been playing some great
2: football. They've been one of the hotter teams in HBCU football. They deserve to be up in there in that uh, two or three slot. All right. Tell them just keep winning. They do got Miles. It'd be They might slide up another spot or two. With that Mm. being said, Coach Ruffin, man. Coach Ruffin. he been into the SIC. You know, Miles falls out, but he doesn't miss a step. He takes Tuskegee into the championship game. That's amazing. Let's get into the major defense. Division to see what's going on there as things did to change this week. Uh, Falling out of the polls this week was South Carolina State Bulldogs with a major upset with a lot of folks. We said Morgan State was strong, but I don't think anybody but maybe some Morgan State Bears, and not all of them were on board. (laughs) When you got done with the score, (laughs) South Carolina State Bulldogs fall to Morgan State, so they fall out the poll. Three and five on the season, one and one in the conference race. Everybody thought they locked it up and we were going headed back to the championship game. Not so fast. People in the Miak says, but uh, this gets a little interesting for the Dogs. Uh but um they went out. They still can have a head to head. Maybe there, maybe some three tape team tiebreaker that makes things a little more interesting. But let's get into uh the top team when we talk about Howard Bison. They're getting votes. Three and five, two and oh. They got 10 first place votes. They're right outside of the top 10. And I said said 10 overall, not first place votes. South Carolina State are also getting votes at three and five with one and one and eight points. Brings the top 10. Delaware State Hornets. They just keep a falling. Uh, they fall from number nine, four and four on the season, one and two, 21 points. A lot of injuries has done in Delaware States in terms of what they were thinking about this season. We'll see what they can do the rest of the way out. Got some key matchups. And number nine, Hampton Pirates, four and four, another team that started out pretty strong um, and just keep a falling as they fall to one and four, 24 points at number eight. So they fall a spot. Bring this to number eight, Texas Southern Tigers, four and four on the season three and two. Mm. 20 points were not ranked, mm. and they jumped all the way up to eight uh, based on Apparently, what they did to a yeah. Division II program, but also in terms of what other programs did falling out. Bringing us to number seven, Southern Jaguars. They fall four spots as they were blanked again. This is the second shutout. You know, kudos to Jackson State. Uh, But they just wanted to remind everybody that Southern Jaguars could be shut out because Texas Southern did it as well. Guess what? We have that matchup in terms of the two-montant defense. We'll see how that may turn out. Uh, As Southern falls to five and three, three and two on the season, 39 points. Uh, As I said, previous rank, three. Bringing us to the last one in the bottom five, at number six, the Alabama State Hornets. They actually improve as they win five and three, three and two. come back win over Alabama A&M, the rivals in the Magic City Class. Hold out the Bulldogs from the end zone as they were trying to tie the game. In the last second, they move up a spot to give you your bottom five teams. Let's get into the top five. North Carolina a State Aggies, 5-3, 3-0, and three, three and oh, had a big game against Campbell. Had to come from behind, but to get it done and put a clamp so far on the Big South uh, in terms of what many thought was the perennial game, they move up from number six at 72 points, bringing us to number four. Prairie and the Panthers move up a spot as well. They had a close one at home, but got it done, 5-3, and 4-1 and one on the season, uh, 88 points, but moving up a spot from number five. Bring us this- – Number three, North Carolina Air uh, Central Eagles six and two had to get done at the end of the game, but they get the victory, eighty nine points. so They move up a spot. As we see, there's a lot of separation between the number one spot and the rest of the teams, even in the top five. People kind of have some questions, but teams keep winning. They get done, much like FAMU for their homecoming. They bring home the victory, just like Prairie View six and two, four and one in terms of conference race, ninety seven points. Staying at number two, bringing us to Jackson State Tigers. As we said, they defeat their rival in classic fashion, shutting them out. 35-0, 8-0, 5-0. First time in the history going 8-0, 5-0 in the conference race. We've seen that before. 12 first-place votes, all first-place votes, 120 points. Jackson State Tigers remain number one for the ninth consecutive week as they just keep rolling. And finding ways to get it done, to make statements. Um, they were five last week in the FCS poll, so they just continue to look tremendous in all different phases. Can anybody bring down the Jackson State Titans? We shall see the rest of the season. With that being said, let me go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts on Jackson State?
4: Yeah, uh, first and foremost, let me start off. Shout out to the Texas schools. Prairie View and
2: Texas Southern fighting it out in the, in the Slack West. Uh, Prairie View, of course, holds the head-to-head. Head. Prairie View uh, being where they are within the SWAC West uh, when we, you know, had our predictions
4: at the end of the season. This is uh, phenomenal for the Texas schools um, to uh, be in this position. And, and you got the the, the teams that the, we shut out Southern Bowl this upcoming weekend, number one versus number eight. Uh, with Jackson State and Texas Southern. Texas Southern last year, a tremendous showing in the first half against Jackson State, one of the only teams to score, you know, 21 points uh, uh, the way they did against Jackson State last year. But I I tell you what, uh, this is Jackson State team this year. uh, They have separated themselves, I think, from the pack. Uh, I think I asked this question, Coach Prime, uh, in the the media uh, conference on, on Monday. You know, what we perceived to be two of their toughest uh, opponents this past couple of weeks, Campbell and Southern uh, with regards to the physicality. And he talked about his offensive line I met the physicality of both of those teams mm. because my method of physicality of both of those teams. And, and we always say this thing is one in the trenches, Jackson State is get it done
2: on both sides of the ball. And they really are separating themselves from the pack. I would have to agree with it. I think it's a parent in the poll with all 12 first place votes. Um, there might be two, three, and four, four, and five in terms of teams behind them, uh, but they surely are looking up. It's only one, one game at a time. We'll see. Yeah. What I see is a team that's on a mission uh, in, in terms of not quite finishing the business last year, so it'll be interesting to see that. With that being said, Mike, all that talk about Jackson State, what do you think about the rest of the poll ranking?
3: No, uh, <laughs> uh, no I, I, I will concur, and I will tip my hat and say that Jackson State is a machine. Not only you talked about the defense, CB, but the the evolutionary maturation of Shedeur Sanders. He continues and continues to impress. Uh, you're starting to hear those those Heisman uh, whispers as well. So that offense and that defense. I said it at the beginning. They they are a team on a mission. Having said that, I know that Southern hates to play any other team named the Tigers. They just hadn't had a good year. <laughs> They had had a good team. They had had a good year with teams named the Tigers just yet. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> tech, tech, Texas Southern, I will highlight, has done kind of like they've done in years past. They start off, they lose to Prairie View, but then they get better as the year progress as the year progresses, and here they are doing it <clears throat> just the same. So, what's my takeaway? It's better to play TSU at the beginning of the season because somewhere <clears throat> all those X factors. Somewhere mm. all those X factors show up, and mm. so you know, and I don't know what to say about the Miak Howard. We talking about Howard potentially going. Yeah. We talking about Howard together. We need Come on, team they, they got to get a home first. <laughs> so, uh, but but yes, that is how crazy the Miak is is going to be. Um, you've got a couple of key matchups in the next week or so. Uh, but no, nothing wrong with your poll, Doc. The only argument I would, if, if there's any, is North Carolina Central. They lost to South Carolina State, who just lost to Morgan State, and mm. um, I and Prairie View is probably right on track for to be the West champion again. You could argue flip flopping those, but that's petty to me. So I have nothing. Really, have nothing wrong with your poll, at least oh, for the majors. Sir.
2: Start to get you in the you gotta come somebody wins. else Morgan State beating South Carolina State, they lost because you got to remember what North Carolina Central did to Morgan State, where everybody flipped their wig. <laughs> yeah, just, hey, so that Miak, as you said, is probably a little different week to week and just in terms of home teams and homecomings and things of that nature. Some weird things going on, but we're well, talking, we talking, uh, you got we're talking Howard, we're talking yeah.
5: Howard.
3: We talking <laughs> Howard? <laughs>
4: Howard <laughs> in Atlanta? Come on. Do
3: they have football fans in Howard? <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh,
2: they going to get them, them. if they keep winning like this. They're really going to bring them back. You should <laughs> see Jay Walker smiling up there. He didn't couldn't believe it himself when he first saw it. Shout out to Jay Walker getting it done. With that being said, let me give some shout outs to some folks here. LaShawn Harris, I um, want to give you some shout outs and say appreciate the good words, kind words. Chuck Hunt always Supporting us, Thomas Einstein, Maddox, G-Boom, Holly, supporting us as as he does in the background as well. Kate Johnson, Reginald Johnson, Edward D. Moore, Barrett Williams showed up. Appreciate you, Barrett, getting in here. Uh, Taking it uh, to the chin, Ricky Burton, but showing up. I like that. Lennon Blow is in here. Chuck Hunt, as I said, Kate Johnson, Ron Alvarez, A.K. Drew, uh, A.D. Drew, I should say. Chad Cooper, Chuck Hunt. Who else we have in here giving us uh, some love and some time? Michael Knox, Brandon King. Appreciate all the shout outs. Shout out to my, all the love. to my son. Chad Cooper. Who is that? Oh, no, shout out to my son, Todd Crenshaw. Did you say his name? Yeah, he's listening tonight. So, he You Thank yeah, Todd. David, brother Crenshaw, David Barnett, Reginald Johnson, as I said, William B.J. LeVette. I see you all in there. Wendy Jenkins Bishop, much love. Appreciate Troy Lamont Coleman. Ah, Tootin also got box to roll. Good job. Thank you for highlighting that. Jocelyn Adams, Brandon King. Who else we have? Anthony Weston. I see he's in the head. Craig Baham, uh, Christopher White, Silas Edwards-McMorris, Jawan C. Hill. Appreciate the love, Mr. Hill, Brother Hill. Craig, uh, who we at? Uh who else? Uh, just make sure we get some of these in here. Kevin Crawford uh, in the house. Karen Griffin, uh, making sure they show us love. With that, this is Dr. Bill inside the HBCU Sports Lab. We'll be right back with segment three, where we get into the mid-major games of the week. We're getting close to those championship games as you close out the season for the CIAA and SIAC. And we got some independent matchups that should be as interesting as well, including a classic. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break.
5: Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131.
1: Tell your mama hungry, papa hungry, brother hungry. Mango's
5: Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine.
1: Oh, open up the door.
5: The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers
0: Voice, Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice dot com. Always on, all the time.
1: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to laugh, about. So listen to Professor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And pay attention. He's going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill
2: with Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson and Charles Bishop. Let's get into some of these key matchups of the week. We're getting into our mid major. We'll sneak in one major division game to give you an extra. Extra game as things are really starting to get interesting. But well, we're going to start with that HBCU Classic Mid Major Division game of the week, which will take you to the state of Georgia. It's a top 10 matchup, Columbus, Georgia, that is, A.J. McCung Memorial Stadium, the Fountain City Classic. That's Saturday, November the 5th, 1 o'clock p.m. Central. Number three, Albany State Golden Rams, 7 2, 5 1 on the season versus number seven, Fort Valley State Wildcats, that are also 72 overall, but four and two in the conference. Obviously, Benedict has pretty much wrapped this up. They have to close out in terms of their final game to make sure they hold on. But this has playoff implications, if not mm-hmm. enough, yep. anything else, in terms of what it looks like. And you just have bragging rights in the state of Georgia. That's enough, as Mike and his family would know. With that being said, let me go to you, Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of this classic matchup uh, that ends the regular season between Fort Valley State and Albany State?
3: Uh you said it uh yeah, you got playoff implications uh for sure. Um, but most of man, this is a classic. This is I, you can kind of <laughs> sometimes you can kind of throw, you can kind of throw, you know, the statistics out the window. I think Fort Valley leads the series. It's like 43 or 44 to 39 or something. It's fairly in. But Albany State has the current win streak at three or four. So you got, what, number three, number four in the division, SI, in the SIC East? Uh, yeah, n- what, number two or three, I'm sorry. Uh, and so this is this takes on more than a rivalry. So you got playoff implications. You got family rivalry. You got all kinds of tailgating. Catfish Georgia style, you know, low country boils happening, uh, and of course you got the rivalry on the field uh, in Columbus. So this will be a big game. Make no bones about it. So uh, I, I, if I don't know who you call in your prediction, but this is one heck of a classic. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give Albany State the edge just because their offense has been churning a little bit more during the season. Mm. But if, this is, this is a toss up. This is anybody's game.
2: Good points, good points. Let me go to you, Charles Bishop. No, put three versus seven, Rams and Wildcats. Where are you going in yeah. this? Yeah, this is a tough one to call. Uh, both teams have been playing some lights out
4: football, uh, if not Fort Benedict. Uh, you know, uh, to me, uh, Albany would would have been the class of the SIC uh, East, uh, but Fort Ballard, they've been playing some great ball during the course of the season. I I'm, tend to go with you on this, Mike, because I think Albany has enough defense to kind of slow down Fort Valley as well. Uh, I'm looking for Albany to take this one. They, they've been, uh, you know, the bellwether in the series for a little while now. I don't expect that to change. So I'm expecting Albany to get this W.
2: Let's go yeah. in this direction. We're going to go to the HBCU Independent Mid-Major Division game of the week. It takes us to Arizona. That's Glendale, Arizona. Saturday is the showdown at 1 o'clock Central Standard Time, and that's in the Sooner Athletic Conference. Known otherwise for those NIA programs, home to Langston at number eight in the uh, HBCU mid major poll ranking. They come in at six and two, five and two. They're at Arizona Christian Firestorm, six and two, five and two. Both teams are just a game out in terms of the loser place of the first place team. So this has a lot of implications, at least in terms of conference standings. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on in this matchup. Didn't go well for Langston last year, uh, but with that being the case, I'm gonna go back to you and stick with you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of this independent mid-major division game of the week?
4: Yeah, two teams very similar when you take a look at the tail of the tape in this one. Arizona Christian, uh, they are, I believe, uh, first in scoring in the Southern Athletic Conference, 43.7 points per game. Langston right behind them at 41.7. Uh, Langston's defense is is second. Uh, in the, in defense in the Sun Athletic Conference, Arizona Christian right behind him at third. Uh, but then you take a look at the intangibles. It's the quarterbacks. Uh, Tyler Duncan for Arizona Christian. He's second in the conference in passing. Uh, Larry Harrington is fourth. So to me, it comes down to uh, which quarterback uh, is able to make some plays. Uh, interesting enough, with, with regards to Arizona Christian, they have the number one receiver in the conference. He's averaging nine catches per game. So the question is, can Langston's defense hold down at Arizona Christian passing game? We've seen some chinks in the armor with regards to Langston on the road this uh, this season. So uh, that makes it tough for me to go with Langston on this one. I, I'm I think this one is a homecoming game for Arizona Christian. I'm looking for Arizona
2: Christian to get the W. Good point. Good point. Let's go to some uh, mid-major. Don't have a mid-major classic game of the week, but you got an interesting week. All eyes on Texas in a, in a lot of ways, especially Friday and Saturday. But things start out Thursday, if you would, in regards to um, ESPNU game with Alabama AM and m and Mississippi State. We're not going to talk about that, but I just wanted to highlight the number of games on television. And then you go to this Friday Night Lights in the swack if you would. You know, yes, of the state of Texas, yeah. you've heard about Friday Night Lights. Uh, and if you want to go further enough back, you can go to PVIL. And you talk about Thursday Night Lights with the segregated high school uh, to kind of give you that intrigued update with the Thursday game on ESPN. You just, we'll how history repeats itself. But big matchup with number four. Prairie View A and M in Prairie View, Texas. They host Allcorn, and nemesis. They hadn't been able to get over that Alcorn hunt the last couple of years. This year, it means a lot. Panther Stadium at Blackshear Field, SWAC Western Division. They can go a long way to lock things up or really make it close uh, this Friday, six o'clock. ESPNU Allcorn State Braves, three and five, two and three. At number four, Prairie View A and M Panthers, five and three, four and one. I think some people will be running the ball. But I'll go yeah. what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup?
3: Man, I think you got two teams who like to rush the ball. Uh for prairie view, you got that trifecta attack of Jaden Stewart, Trazon Conley, Ahmad Antoine that have has dominated uh the game that they've won. But you got JV on Howard from uh Alcorn State leading the swack and rushing at 116 yards. But if you take the three from the prairie view, you've got over 200 yards of rushing per game alone. So I, I take you, you know, that's one data point. And then you got to look at offense, overall offense for averaging 31 points a game. And then you look at Alcorn, they're averaging, you know, a little over 21 points a game. So all chips are on the line. Alcorn's got to travel uh, defense. Both teams are middle of the line. So I, I think, it's whose team can enforce their will. I think Prairie View has the better running attack. Uh, Alcorn has a seemingly better passing attack, considering that I believe that they're somewhere around number seven in the SWAC and passing. Um, but you know, third, uh, Prairie View is also third against the SWAC and passing. So which team can really dominate the input? That really, if Prairie View can continue their dominance with their running attack with those three individuals, I think they have a good chance to to move through and to move past Alcorn. Um, but like you said, history has been in favor of Alcorn. This has been a thorn in the side of Alcorn, of uh, Prairie purview. So I'm urging all PD fans come out, come out, cheer, bring your black and old royal purple or gold, whatever, come out and cheer. But I think it hinges, can Purdue maintain its efficiency on the running attack? And can that defensive front of Prairie stop the Alcorn running attack, particularly the running back from Alcorn State?
2: Go to you, Charles. Three straight losses for the Braves. Uh, I'm not sure when we would have thought that would have happened, but it has. Um, are they able to get back on the right side of things and make the West more interesting than might some people think it should be based on what's going on? Let me know, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? No,
4: they can't. Too much on the line for purview in this game. Three straight losses. The wheels, I
2: think, will come off a little
4: bit for all corn coming into this game. But this is one of those games, the women and children, eight in the box, nine across yep. the line. This is going to be a three-yard fight right in the middle of the tackles. Uh, and then you got to spy Connolly. you got to spy Austin Allen. Uh, to me, uh, this game hinges on who can, who can get some deep balls, who can get some one-on-ones. Uh, and, and get some balls downfield, that's that's going to be huge in this game. And Can you get some PIs to set you up with some favorable uh, field position? So that's going to be something I'm going to kind of take a look at in this game, but it's too much on the line for Prairie View. They control their own destiny. I expect for the Panthers to get the win Friday.
2: Well, we're going to go to another independent major division game of the week uh, on the major level. We have number five hosting Norfolk State, Greenboro, North Carolina Tour Stadium. This is 11 o'clock central uh, time kickoff e- on the ESPN Plus. You got Norfolk State Spartans 1-7, 1-2. At number five North Carolina AT State Aggies that are 5-3 and 3-0 and and in the Big South race. Uh, one and two is what the Norfolk State Spartans are in the meac t is one and one against the MEAC. Uh, will they have a winning record or would Norfolk State make a statement for the MEAC? Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of what goes on here? No, as topsy-turvy as the meek has been, uh, Norfolk State has been a consistent turvy,
4: so I do not expect for them to um, challenge AT and in this one. I expect for the Aggies to get this one big. This is going to be a, a, a statement game for the Aggies in terms
2: of putting their uh, foot on the neck of the Spartans. I'm going to come back on the other side, Mike, and get your thoughts on that as we take this break and come back and add in a couple of more matchups um, and we'll take this quick break. We'll be right back on the other side. So,
5: so. Shop Melvitt Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvitt Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at com. That's www.melvittboutique.com L-U-T-I-Q-U-E Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Boutique.
1: Press the analytic data with your hip-hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they wanna lost, lost, yeah. And lost, So listen to Professor Yes, sir, yes and pay attention
2: because so he going to teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. As we jumped off, Mike, was, uh, excuse me, Charles just gave us an update on that all-corn game uh, in terms of what that looks like, as well as Mike. Mike, come back in here and give us some updates and your thoughts on this Greensboro-North Carolina game with number five, North Carolina a Spartans Aggies, as I told you, it's one and one for the Aggies in the versus the MIAC. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Who's going to get the edge uh, moving forward?
3: Oh, it'll be it'll be Aggies all the way on this one. The Aggies are, are playing well. Spartans are one and seven. I think they're averaging 14, 15 points a game, but allowing 30-plus 30, 30 points. Points for their opponents, and then you look at the other side of the coin what North Carolina AT is doing. Uh, I think it, it'll, it'll be a convincing victory for the Aggies.
2: I want to give a little bonus game here going to the MIAC bonus game. Durham, North Carolina is homecoming. Old Kelly Riddick Stadium. Mm-hmm. That's,
5: the That's,
2: the ESPN. That's the Receiving one. That's the one. That's the one. Howard Bison, three and two, two and oh. That hour. At number three, North Carolina Central Eagles, 62-21. That one, Charles, what are your thoughts in this matchup, man? Who's going to be able to get it done? Will Central get off the mat, or will Howard show that it's for real?
4: I think Howard will attempt to show that it's for real, but I think the Eagles are going (laughs) to fly at home. They are going to be – the fighting Joshua Sims are going to be ready. In this game, I think uh, Davis Richard uh, is a little bit, a uh, little bit too much for the Howard defense. Although I love this matchup with, with uh, Davis Richard and Quentin Williams, who are the better quarterbacks in the Miac, uh, but I just think the central central defense is going to come um, come to uh, rise to the occasion this weekend and keep Howard out of the end zone enough time to get this W. Mike, what are
2: your thoughts in terms of this matchup
3: here? I'm right with him. I'm right with him. I think the Eagles will fly at home. Yeah, you home got, got Howard coming. You got Howard coming to our homecoming? Are you kidding me? No, I, I think the Eagles will fly at this one. I, You know, Quentin Williams is having a great year, but uh, I, I see the Eagles rolling in this one.
2: Oh, that's cool. That's good in terms of where you're going in that direction. Let me get another bonus out here. As I teased out earlier, we talked about the Friday night lights in the swag. As I said, it starts with Thursday. This is an interesting matchup to me. Alabama A&M. Short week after um, a major upset in terms of a Bulldogs, they were tuning to try to stay in the race, the least see if they could make that game against Jackson State before the, the East Division. That's not likely now with two losses in the East D- Division, if you would, for the SWAT. But they go on the road to Mississippi Valley State. That was off last week. 0-8, um, is this a chance for Valley to get that victory? Or will the Bulldogs find a way to get it done? Um, bonus action for you, Mike. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup here?
3: You, you really asking me this question? <laughs>
2: you really hey, I couldn't ask you that. I mean, you, you had you, talked I, a little bit earlier about how much bad luck I, Southern was having against the Tigers. I thought I would say it in one problem they got. They still got ground estate Tigers on the calendar. So it might not be over so, for Southern so, against the Tigers. But we're talking about this week. Can you give me something on the Bulldogs
3: versus the Delta Devils? The same Delta Devils Uh, that you do like Howard. I'm sorry. Bulldogs will rain. I don't care if they in Huntsville or Edabina or Gulfport or Atlanta. I don't care. In this game, Mississippi Valley, 0-5, 0-8, 0-1 million. I'm sorry. Last in every statistic. I'm sorry. Bulldogs, I don't care how much you tell me. How difficult it is to go to Edipin in Mississippi. The Bulldogs will go to Edipin in Mississippi, and reign supreme in this game. I don't even have to bring out the data points.
4: Charles, beware That's of the I- beware of the eyes of November, because this this <laughs> this same Mississippi Valley team that we forget about forget about they always sneak in a November surprise. It's like midterm somewhere. There's always a November surprise. <laughs> and Mike, do I need to remind you of the November surprise last year? Yes, I, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm, just, I know. Yes. I'm
1: just saying. That, uh, that, I'm just saying. That
4: was a much better defense.
3: But, yes, you're right. The odds of November. But they had two or three wins last year at this time. They That's ain't true. got none. That's yeah, true. man wins. Oh, Mike, I'm calling I'm not, upset.
4: I got, God. I got the Delta Devils
3: this week. You got the Delta. We'll take the Delta Devils. I'm, a, I'm gonna roll with the Bulldogs this week. If Edopina and somebody just put in the text line. That's the Joshua Sims stuff. 1801 Fayetteville Street. Well, okay, he done started a little trend. <laughs> Go ahead, Joshua. <laughs> 1801,
2: Fayetteville Street, whatever. <laughs> like, Everybody's going to throw their address in the, in the line now. So, you know everybody got to find a way to get in here. But that'll yeah. do it for us. Let's bring it to a close before I get these guys get in trouble. And I have to shut off their mic. Thank you for listening to Inside <laughs> HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Nyadah Khalil, Dean of HBC Sports Conference Inside the Lab. College HBC Sports with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. As I do that, Mike, any last shout outs that you wanted to say as we close up?
3: Yeah, shout out to 1876 Sports and Culture this past Saturday. Had a live broadcast at the home, uh, Preview Homecoming against Pine Bluff. Great. Had a chance to tribute to Colonel, no, I'm sorry, General, Brigadier General, uh, uh, Tony Antoinette Gant, uh, Leonard Gant. Um, uh, one of the first uh black female generals from Prairie View A&M, one of the first black females to command the engineering corps of the South Pacific. I didn't say the swimming pool, I didn't say Lake Houston, I didn't say Lake Ray Hubbard, I, I didn't say the, I said the South Pacific. So commanding such a division, I don't care what HBC you come from. She was in my cadet class, hats off to Brigadier General. Colonel, uh, Colonel, I'm sorry, I keep saying Colonel. That was a firm mark. Brigadier General Antoinette Gett from Prairie View a Kudos to 18, uh, 1876 Sports and Culture. And also to 1876 uh, Foundation, uh foundation uh, dedicated to raising funds for athletes for specifically uh, Prairie View's athletic facilities. All had major kickoffs this past weekend. Hats off.
2: Good points. Good points. Charles, did you have any final shout outs
4: that you wanted to give? Yeah, I just wanted to express my condolences again to the uh, family of Eric Moore. Uh, Again, uh, a giant within this uh, sports uh, information, uh, media uh, sort of uh, environment. I definitely wanted to just wish my condolences again to them. Uh, Shout out to the pregame show. Of course, we'll come to you live to Wednesday uh, as we preview uh, Texas Southern and review the Southern game. And then uh LaShawn Harris wants to say thank you for uh, uh speaking to me there in the hotel. Uh she mentioned that she enjoys this show. I really appreciate the kind words. Thank you so very much for tuning in to uh inside the HBCU Sports Lab. That'll do it
2: for us. Again we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Viz Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watch and Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. Six o'clock right here. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavil on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. That's D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. Inside HBC Sports Lab One on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube is Inside HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles, of course. Mike, lecture. Dismiss.